Hello, hello. Welcome to Irrepressible. I'm Erica Ashley. Oh, I finally just sit down to record and the birds come out. The neighbor's dog is barking. Somebody starts mowing the lawn. I'm like, of course, of course it happens like that. Um, but that's life. Like you just have to roll with it sometimes and I'm rolling with it and praying that you guys can't hear um, the chaos that is happening outside. They're all like sounds that are very comforting to me. Like I love hearing birds chirp and there's something about a lawnmower that just makes me feel really calm. It takes me back, I think, to my childhood when like my dad would be mowing the lawn in the summer. So as nice as I think they are, I don't think they're nice for a podcast, but it seems like things are maybe settling down. But I just was laughing to myself because it always happens like that, right? Like you have your day perfectly planned out and then a wrench gets thrown into things sometimes and I'm learning that it's okay and you just have to laugh and keep moving on because really what else can you do? You'll drive yourself insane trying to control everything, which I do. I've talked about this before, but I have a lot of anxiety and sometimes it comes it usually stems from feeling out of control. So I'm trying to laugh at things like this when I feel like I like I have no control over the birds, but um, I feel like there would have been times where I would have been like, I, I'm going to have to record at midnight so that it's dead silent. But now I'm just, I'm learning to go with it and that you can't, you can't just put your life on hold for everything to get perfectly aligned because I don't think that's ever actually going to happen. Anywho, I thought this week we should tackle routines. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff going around the internet about are you sticking to New Year's resolutions and how are they working for you and da da da. And I did a whole episode on why I don't like resolutions and how I set intentions instead. But it it reminded me that for those who do set resolutions. It not always, but it seems like they're very hard to actually commit to. And so it it got me thinking about routines and creating a routine. And I've been trying to create a nighttime routine for myself, and it's it just hasn't really been working out for me. And so I started thinking about routines and how do you create a routine that's like productive and helps you do the things you want to do. Um, and so I I started doing some research. And I was like, I think this, I think a lot of people um, need help in creating a routine. I feel like I do. There's certain things that I know work for me and some things just don't, but there's also things that I'm like, I would really like to start incorporating that, but it just doesn't seem feasible. Um, And so how do you go about creating a routine when like the rest of your life feels chaotic and sometimes it feels like everything else is more important than a morning routine or a night routine or whatever kind of routine you want. So I saw this quote by Mary Oliver and she said, the most regretful people on earth are those who felt the call to creative work, who felt their own creative power uprising and gave to it neither power nor time. And when I read that, I it really just made me think how true that is, how often you hear 
about people working a nine to five for 50 years and never feeling fulfilled and just waiting for the weekend. And, and then, you know, when they're dying, they're like, I wish I would have had, you know, the courage to pursue the things that I felt called to do. And I think it's, I think you have to find a balance between where you're at and where you want to go. If it's a completely different direction, I know uh, for a lot of artists, you're often working a job that's like a survival job. It pays your bills, gets you food on the table, but it's not what you want to be doing. And I think a lot of those survival jobs can bring in a lot of money. And so it's easy to say, well, I'm making a good living. It's not really what I want to do, but it pays for all these things that I get to do. And then it's easy to get stuck in this cycle of I'm putting more energy and effort into this survival job because then tips are better or, you know, whatever. You're making more money. And then by the time you get home and have the time to work on whatever you feel called to do, you're exhausted. And it's like, I don't have the energy to do that today. And it keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And I'm somebody who needs a schedule and deadlines. And I have to give them to myself if nobody else is giving me a deadline. Because if I don't have a deadline, things are not getting accomplished. It feels like when there's an an open timeline, I feel like, oh, well, I have forever to to do that. I have forever to clean my closet. And then it never happens and it never happens and it never happens. But if I tell myself, okay, Saturday, you're dedicating the day to cleaning your closet, it will get done. And I think that's just who I am as a person. And I know that about myself. And I found it to be kind of uh, similar with um, friends of mine who are more creative or are in one career right now and wish to be in another, where it's like, well, if nobody's telling me what to do or if I'm not giving myself a deadline, nothing's happening. And then, and then years start going by and you're like, oh my God, what have I been doing? And so in order to not have that happen, where you feel like five years down the road, you're like, I thought I was going to be somewhere else at this point in my life than where I'm actually at. I think you need a routine and I'm going to get a little sciency on you because I like reading about science. I love, I actually, what I love the most is when somebody can explain things to me energetically um, or more spiritually as a lot of people might call it, but also have the science to explain it um, in a more like material way. And so I've read a lot of books that are one and the other or that combine the two of them. You've all heard that it takes 21 days to create a habit. I never really questioned where 21 came from um, and why until I started looking more into creating routines. I always just figured like, oh, you have to get in like the habit of doing it, like the repetition. It takes 21 to create it. But the science behind it is that you have this stuff in your brain called myelin. And myelin is essentially like 
what connects your thoughts to actions, I guess, for lack of a better term. So basically myelin gets stronger and stronger the more you think repetitive thought. So for example, say you for years have had this thought or belief of when I get on an airplane, I'm terrified. And there's so much myelin wrapped around that thought because you've thought it so many times because you've flown on an airplane so many times. And every time you think the thought, it strengthens the myelin. It's kind of like if you were in the woods and it's like a snowy day and you're trying to get from here to there and you see like one clear path that people have walked over. You don't have to trudge through snow. It's easy going versus another path that will get you there more quickly, but you, you're going to have to trudge through some snow. You're going to have to climb over some logs. It's not as easy to get there. That's what happens with the myelin in your brain. Because you start going down the same path over and over and over again, it clears the path for you and it makes it so easy for you to get from here to there. But if you're trying to create a new thought pattern, you're going to have to trudge through the snow and go over the logs to get there. And that's harder. You're going to get stuck and you're going to fall back and you're going to have to go forward and back and forward. And it takes time to get that path to be as clear as the one that you've already been on. So that's like the science behind why some things are easier for you than others because you've been doing them repetitively for so long. And a lot of the time, stuff like this is subconscious. Like you don't even realize you're having these thoughts because they just play in the back of your mind all day. We have like over 60,000 thoughts a day. I think it's actually more than that. How can you keep track of all of those thoughts? It's insane to think about, but when you start trying to slow down and be like, what am I thinking about all day? And you can start catching yourself with the old thought patterns and being like, wait, I don't want to keep going down this path anymore. I know I'm going to have to trudge through the snow, but it's going to be better for me in the long run. And if you can slowly start to catch yourself, you will create those new pathways and the old ones will get covered up with snow and they'll be hard for you to get back to. Sometimes it's environment. Sometimes that can trigger like the thought pattern that you're having. For example, with the airplane one, if you're booking a flight or getting on an airplane, that's probably when you're going to have those thoughts as opposed to just like a random day to day. Like if you're not flying or traveling, you're probably not sitting there thinking like, I'm terrified to fly because it's not in your immediate future. But when you do get on the plane, because it's such a strong thought, it's cementing in those thought patterns. So sometimes it can be like an environmental trigger like that, or sometimes it really is just something that's replaying in the back of your head all day long that you, somebody said to you, or you read, or you heard on TV whatever it may have been, and it got stuck on a loop in your brain. And that makes it hard for you to get out of, especially if you're not aware of it. And we all have things that we're not aware of that we think about. So the first step in like creating a routine, you have to recognize that it's not going to like happen overnight because of the myelin that's in your brain. It literally is just like physically impossible. It's not going to happen. Um, as much as we want it to, it is seriously consistency over time is what's going to get you the results. So that's like the first, first step in, in creating a routine is like knowing you need to be easy on yourself. 
because it is going to take a second and to have compassion for yourself because in creating a routine, the routine you're creating, if you're wanting to create a routine, it's because you want to do something for yourself. So there's good intentions behind that and you need to be compassionate towards yourself when you have days that you slip up because it's going to happen. I guarantee it. The second thing is you should figure out what kind of a routine you're you're wanting. So maybe you work nights and it's just not possible to have a nighttime routine. That's fine. You don't you don't need to have one. Um but maybe you want a morning routine. I personally I'm a big fan of morning routines because I think it really sets the tone for your day. If you end up having an extremely chaotic day, when you go to bed at night, you can at least say, I took 20 minutes for myself this morning. And that wouldn't have happened if I had just jumped out of bed and started doing whatever the heck I had to do. So I I personally am a bigger fan of a morning routine. I think ideally you'd want to have a morning or evening or morning and evening routine to like really be balanced, but life is life and that's not always possible. So just decide like what kind of a routine you're wanting and like where it will fit in your day. Or maybe it's like just once a week, every Saturday you do something or Sunday night, like whatever. A routine doesn't have to be every single day. And I think a lot of times we hear like routine and it's like, oh, I don't want to get stuck in like this rigid schedule. And it doesn't have to be a rigid schedule. It can just be like a tool that you have to help you calm yourself, center yourself, take time for yourself when it's so hard to do that on a day-to-day basis. It doesn't have to be like an hour-long thing. It can be five minutes. It can be 30 minutes. It can be two hours. It can literally be whatever you want. And I think recognizing that my routine doesn't have to look like her routine or his routine is going to help. So figure out where you want to have your routine. And then from there, I'm a big, I'm a really big fan of finding your why. And I'm like that in all areas of my life. Like, why am I doing this? What is my why behind anything? Why am I talking about this? Why am I sharing this? Why am I going to eat this for dinner? Like, I... I mean, the for dinner thing might be like a little extreme, although sometimes it's like, well, I'm going to eat this salad because, because I know it's healthy, but I don't sit and analyze my entire day. But like, why do you do the things that you do? And so if you're like, you know, in the morning, I want to get up and meditate. I want to journal. I want to read. I want to work out. Like, narrow it down to a couple things. You can always build on it, but I think less is more when you're just trying to create a routine, especially something that's new. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. So I would make a list of maybe 10 things that you would love to have in a morning routine and then narrow it down to two or three that you would really like to start with. And then kind of, you can kind of gauge from there how much time this is going to take up um, in the day. And so with each of those, finding your why, like, why do you want to meditate in the morning? Well, for me, I know when I meditate in the morning, I feel grounded again. I feel like I can hear my own thoughts. I feel like things are clear. I feel like it's concise. I know what I'm doing. I know what I have to do. I just feel much more productive in the morning. 
So that's my why. Do I love meditating every morning? Absolutely not. There's days where I'm like, oh my God, I have to do this. Um, and there's days that I skip it and it's fine, but I really do feel better on the days that I do it. I just feel like my day moves along better and I feel just more confident moving throughout the day. So that's my why behind why I meditate. So find your why behind each of the things that you added to your list for your routine, because that's really going to get you rooted and connected instead of just feeling like, oh, well, I read that I should do this, so I'm doing it. It's not really a good reason to do anything. You have to find what it sparks within you, and it's different for everyone. And there will be something that sparks within you and like makes you feel better when you do it versus when you don't. It could be like going for a run. It could be stretching. It could be reading. It could be writing a letter. It could be journaling. It could be going for a walk outside. I don't know. The the possibilities are seriously endless, Um, but I think you just really have to connect to the why you're doing it and what the benefit is for you specifically. So that's kind of like how you can structure where do I even begin when it comes to a routine. The next thing that's like really, really important, um, and I just found out about this recently and it explains so much. Um, I wish I would have known about this a lot sooner in my life, but there's a book called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, and it basically explains why we act and why we don't act. And she has a, a quiz on her website that I will link in the show notes if you want to take it. But basically you take this quiz, it's eight questions. It's really quick. Um, and it tells you which type of tendency you are. So, okay. So there's four tendencies and this is going to be really important in knowing how you should approach creating a routine. So the four are upholder, questioner, obliger, and rebel. An upholder uh, is explained as I do what others expect of me and what I expect from myself. A questioner, I do what I think is best according to my judgment. If it doesn't make sense, I won't do it. An obliger, I do what I have to do. I don't want to let others down, but but I may let myself down. And a rebel, I do what I want in my own way. If you try to make me do something, even if I try to make myself do something, I'm less likely to do it. So I took this quiz and I, um, I'm an upholder. I do what others expect of me and what I expect from myself. And that is very accurate from the way that I approach things. And so from an upholder standpoint, if you're an upholder, you like having deadlines. You like having a schedule. You like knowing what the expectations are, what the rules are, like how to approach things. You want as much detail from other people as possible um, because you essentially like collect all that information and you use that to get your job or task done. So I know that about myself and that knowing when I'm creating a routine or a schedule, I need to have a deadline, a why, and like what the expectations are behind it. And that's what motivates me to complete tasks, whether it's work, whether it's personal, whether it's relationships, whatever it is, 
that's how I approach things. And so if you take the quiz, it will tell you which one you are and how you're more likely to approach things. Knowing this is better when you're trying to establish a routine because I think especially for people who are indecisive, you need to know why you don't feel motivated essentially to do things that you should be doing. It's because you approach life differently and there's no like right or wrong. This literally just tells you how you are wired and how you operate. And so it's just going to make it easier for you to stick to a routine um, because you're going to have tools that then tell you, okay, I need to structure it like this or approach it like this. Um, and then I'm going to be more likely to do it, especially for those of you who don't like being told what to do um, and like doing things in your own terms. A routine might not be for you. It could be in smaller ways, but you're just going to have to find different approaches to it than someone like myself who wants that schedule and wants the structure. Like I said, neither is right or wrong. It's just really in um, interesting to know how you kind of operate. Um, and like I said, I wish I would have known this. I wish somebody would have had me take this quiz when I was like 10 um, and in school because it would have helped me with how I approached things like homework or sports or time management. It seriously makes so much sense to know this about yourself. So like I said, I'm going to link this in the show notes. So you should, you could take it if you want to. I found it to be really interesting and informative. So that's kind of like how I approach creating um, a routine. And I wanted to leave you with this one other part. This is more, it's, I think it was intended more for if you're trying to figure out how to schedule your day with like a to-do list, but I thought it was a good way to approach a routine as well. It's called puddle jumping. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I had never heard of it, but I really like the idea of it. So if you're doing it for a schedule, like a to-do list, you essentially make your to-do list and then you start with like the smallest task and then you move on and move on and move on. And it's called puddle jumping because essentially each puddle is like a little time block that you make for that specific task. So the idea behind creating the time block is that sometimes you have an item on your to-do list and it's actually like three or four items rolled into one. Like you have to break it down to actually complete that step. So when you're time blocking or puddle jumping, you essentially give yourself an amount of time for that one thing on your to-do list. And that gives you the space and freedom to break down the other parts of it that you may have not thought to separate out on your to-do list. I do this a lot, um, but this is a tactic that I d- uh, have been using and that I didn't know that I was using. So I get really, really specific on to-do lists of if I have to like, let's say I need to write a thank you letter to somebody. I write down like thank you note. And then underneath, I'll break it down into all the things like get stamps, go to the post office, because I can just write the letter, but then there's still like follow-up steps that go with it. And so it just keeps me 
on track, but I thought it was a cool idea for applying it to starting a routine because maybe there's parts of your routine that you're like, oh, I think I want to do this. Like maybe you want to work out, but then you break down the working out and you're like, oh, well, it's actually more steps than I thought it was. I need to put on workout clothes. I need to get my playlist figured out. I need to actually do the workout. Then I need to shower and get ready for the day. So it ends up being like five steps in one. And I just liked the puddle because I, it felt like it just contained everything. But then you kind of like, you get to that puddle and all the steps become clear. So I think you can apply it to routine or to scheduling. I've talked about time blocking before and I'm a really big fan. It just helps me be much more productive. And then I know when that section of time or that puddle is done, I have a few minutes to take a break, go outside, have a snack, get some coffee. Um, And it really just helps me prevent burnout. And that's the thing with routine is you don't want to create a routine that feels overwhelming. A routine should be something that's calming, that feels like self-care, that's helping you move forward in some way. And if it's with something that's like a side job or you're working a side job and you're wanting to put more time towards the career that you are trying to pursue, it's really helpful to create a routine about it. I took um, a screenwriting course and this lady came in who wrote, um, she writes Hallmark, Hallmark movies. She's written, I, I want to say hundreds. I don't know if it's hundreds, but it's a lot of Hallmark movies. And she was saying that when she feels like she doesn't want to write, she'll write a cup of coffee. And what that means, and I've applied this because I thought it was such a brilliant idea was she will go to a coffee shop or, well, I don't know if you can go to a coffee shop and work these days, but she'll go get coffee and she'll sit down and she will write for the amount of time it takes her to drink that cup of coffee. And once her coffee is gone, she's done writing for the day. And I just thought that was a really great approach because you're combining something that maybe you already love. Like I love coffee. And so combining it with something that feels more like a task it kind of like blends the two and it just becomes a more enjoyable experience. And then some days maybe you drink your coffee faster than others. And it's not, I don't know. There's something about not feeling like I have to sit here and write for one hour thinking about doing things like that makes my eyes go cross-eyed. Like it just sounds not fun. I think that's the biggest part of like a routine is finding ways to make it enjoyable for yourself because we don't want to have a routine that just makes us miserable. We're trying to get out of misery and into like joyfulness. And I really think routines can bring that about because it gives you a second to like reframe your mindset, your perspective, your outlook on the day or set an intention for the day. So my suggestion is to find what works for you, what you feel called to do, and then maybe find a creative way to do it. Um, writing a cup of coffee has become one of my favorite things. Sometimes I'll journal, sometimes I'm working while I do it, but it's, it feels like less of a task and something more enjoyable. And that's kind of like my whole approach to life <laughs> is like, how can I make things that are kind of mundane into things that are more enjoyable. And I think things like that um, really change the game. 
and really can help you just change the perspective that you have on whatever it is you're doing. So go out and try a routine. Like I said, I'm currently trying to find a nighttime routine. If anybody has like a suggestion for me of like, oh my God, this changed my life by doing this at night, I would love to know. I just, the issue is that I end up on social media at night and I know that I shouldn't, but that's where it's been lately. And I was trying to get off of it and then I was playing Candy Crush instead. Um, because oddly enough, Candy Crush is really calming to me. When I'm really anxious, especially if I am in public, I'll play Candy Crush to calm me down. So I was like, maybe I'll try playing this before bed. And and I think it worked, but then I'd get off of it and I'd be like, oh, let me just check Instagram. And that's like, that's the habit I'm trying to break because my myelin is so wrapped around like, let me just check this really quick. And it's a bad habit. It's a really bad habit that I'm trying to break. So if I find a good night routine, I'm definitely going to share it. But it has been a work in progress. I've been trying to do this for like two months and I still can't say that I have a night routine. Right now, I guess all my night routine consists of is washing my face, putting on some skincare, brushing my teeth. And that's as far as I've gotten. And that doesn't sound like much, but I did not get into a good skincare routine until last year. So for me, that already feels like an accomplishment. But if I find something something noteworthy, newsworthy, there's another word that I'm trying to find that I can't think of, um, I will let you know. But if you have any questions about routine and creating routine or where to begin, DM me. I did do another episode I mentioned at the beginning of this one on resolutions and intentions. I go into more detail on like time blocking in that episode. It was one of the first ones of 2021. Um, I think it's called time management and resolution setting. If you are looking for more of like how to actually structure things, I would check that episode out. If you need ideas of like, what should I add to a routine? DM me, let me know. I may end up doing a blog post about this because I find it fascinating. I like, I really like hearing about what other people do with their routines. There's a really good book by Tim Ferriss called Tools of Titans, where he interviewed hundreds of really recognizable people and asked them about routines that they have. And a lot of them talk about morning routines and night routines and what's worked for them. And I just find that fascinating. So if you're needing some ideas, I would check out that book too. But yeah, good luck. It's a work in progress. Be kind to yourself. Know that it's going to take a minute and just trust that the myelin is creating new pathways and it will get you where you want to go. 